Uh, I, I will also admit, like Hillary, I script in, hi, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just a robot that is like, I am reading this. Rap. I cannot be trusted to remember. <laughs> I know. What is a polite greeting? Yeah, I can't be trusted. Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything birthday celebrations, very long Q tips, your Midwest movie picks, including the one we forbade you to choose, <laughs> and more to be discovered along the way. We have got a topic of conversation that was sparked by some brief comments on last week's show as we talk about things that we do not find tedious at all because we're weirdos. And stepping up to reveal our humdrum pleasures are some delightfully non-tedious people from middle-aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. She can name all the presidents. (laughs) It's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. Yes, all the presidents. I knew it all those ways. (laughs) (laughs) And from No Name Studios in Linwood, Washington, her favorite candy is Necco wafers, <laughs> the ch- chalk of the sugar world. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. It's about to be Girl Scout Cookie Studios very oh, soon. You're transitioning. Yes. Annual name change. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one the, month. Uh, it's like the uh, spring, equi- whatever, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> autumnal the yep. equinox or something. <laughs> And finally, as a special treat today, our returning champion from Standing in the Bedroom Studios, he loves discussing the space program's budget, it's Jeremy Holmes. Hello, Jeremy. I think that uh, Christy should probably change the name to Lock Jeremy Out of the Studio Studio. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, by the way. Hi. Hi. Hello. As always, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll take a look in the mailbag to see what you guys have to say. Get to some medium talk. Make some tishy recommendations. God, how did this show get so full of stuff? Mm-hmm. And let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let's get to it, Hillary. All right. I was not on last week, which I was really actually sad about because I watched all the movies. And really, for one of the first times in our movie watching history, I watched them like with time to spare. Like, it wasn't like I'm, like, squeezing in three movies in one day where I'm like, shit, shit, I got to catch up. Like, I really paced it out. I had Martin Luther King weekend as Martin Luther King would want me to celebrate by watching, like, Drop Dread Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was really proud. And then kind of Wednesday, I had like, started to kind of feel a little bit cruddy, but just tired. And came come Wednesday, I just felt like crap. And I, t- I did a bunch of home tests and I was always negative so I was COVID brain as far as I know but you know there's been all this anecdotal evidence that it you know if I guess if you're vaccinated or whatever and you have 
a light viral load, then maybe it doesn't pick it up. So who knows? But I know. I think you and I should just say COVID free with an asterisk. Yes, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I, I, whatever. I was fine, but I was bummed to miss it because um, I had a lot to say. Um, first of all, just really quickly, North by Northwest is one of my favorite movies, and y'all covered it very, very well. I was happy. I was like nervous. Not that y'all couldn't do it, but I'm, but y'all really got most of my points out, so it was wonderful. I also had to say the one thing that I remembered that I was going to talk about is Bobby's movie Field of Dreams is directed by oh shoot I was meant to look up who the director was, but he also directed one of my favorite movies sneakers because all of a sudden oh. I was like oh my gosh all of these people are in sneakers and then I'm like oh yeah because like the the whatever Nazi cow woman that's talking she's in sneakers James Earl Jones is in sneakers like the music is very sneakers-esque so I was like oh that's why I kind of like this movie I, I like this guy's sensibility I really should rewatch sneakers oh, sometime so it, it, are you gonna pick it for a movie show sometime gosh I should it's San Francisco so maybe I'll pick it Ooh, for it's coming Bay Area yeah okay so yeah. all I'll, I'll hold off because yes. I haven't seen it since I was 20. Maybe. And I'll send you, Bobby gave me the DVD, but I think it's also on HBO Max, but I'll send you the DVD as well if you want it. Okay. <laughs> I wonder well. if there's directors. I need to look and see if there's like director's commentary. On it, I totally... You know, that's what I miss about streaming is I, I miss director's commentary. I've learned a lot of stuff and had a really good time watching some of those. 100% and don't think that I didn't watch center stage with director's commentary on. <laughs> I might have been stoned, but it was very enjoyable. Um, anyway, I really, really enjoyed uh, the the show. It was, it you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of fun to listen when you're not on. You're like, I like these guys. They're fun. They can stick I know it's, it's less complicated when you're not on the show. You're not yes. having any moments of, ooh, why did I say that? I know. And I constantly... Um, confuse prologue with epilogue and I've heard myself say it so many times on this show and it makes me want to die every single time I'm like Hillary get it together like can I go back in and edit that out but it's okay like when I was re-listening to last week we were talking about field of dreams and I said that I didn't think the PTA book burning meeting would have gone like that and you guys were all like looking up examples of, of of book banning sessions that happened in 1989 I was like and I couldn't figure out why you guys weren't getting my point until I re-listened to it I was like oh because I made it so poorly (laughs) it was not that I could not imagine the idea that books would be banned in 1989 it was that I didn't think the scene of how they did it was realistic Mm -hmm. because that's not how people in the midwest approach conflict yes Yeah. yeah yeah I hear you. I also I don't like, think oh, that many man, people, people would have attended a PTA meeting at that time. No. And it's interesting because now it's a whole different ball of wax, right? Yes. With yeah. the uh, mask. I hate to call them debates because you can't yeah. have a debate with like a wild chimpanzee that's flinging <laughs> poop, right? right. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but masking debates and then this critical race theory oh, stuff, Jesus. it's mm-hmm. that now I believe that people in rural Iowa would be storming the PTA yeah. Yeah. and screaming threats. But back in 1989, nobody was doing that over... J.D. Solinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fahrenheit 451 yeah. or whatever. No. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely not. But, you know... Oh, and I get, once again, Amy Madigan is like, uh, she's like a, 
kind of like what what are the, what are those girls that they like pig, manic pixie dream girl wife mm-hmm. version because mm-hmm. I'm like that she is a real character in that she has a personality but I'm like that doesn't exist like somebody's not like yeah yeah, yeah reach for your dreams and like, mm-hmm. yeah she has a much better sense of humor yes. than movie wives normally yes. do yes but, but she's still far too supportive yeah that yeah, was just a one dimensional woman yes. character like oh yes. we need a wife she'll barely um, talk. <laughs> and Gabby Hoffman was a precious little angel baby when she was a kid. And it is it makes me feel very old, even though she's not that much younger than us. The fact that we saw her as a, like a little kid mm-hmm. and now she is like fully 40 years old with, with her own children. And seeing like, her Stop. naked. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was lovely, but I was sad not to be on. But then... Dave's my husband's birthday was on Friday um and I had gotten a message from my mother-in-law like a week before saying I think I'm gonna try to come visit this is a surprise I want to surprise Davey for his birthday and I was like okay but Davey I kind of was like there's absolutely no way she's gonna come it's gonna be too expensive she doesn't love to travel by herself. This is not going to happen. And so you were like, sure. Yeah. Oh, great. I, 100%. Like, yeah, come on. It's, that's fine. Great. Because what am I going to say? No, 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 no. You can't come. And then she said, I found a ticket for $150. I'm going to come. Well, I had sort of told Dave. I said, I just have to show you. Your mom says she's going to try to come, but she's not going to. He was like, absolutely. There's no way she's not going to come. And then the next day she said, I found a ticket. And I was like, shit. So I just never mentioned it to him, just assuming that he would think, oh, it had been dropped or she forgot about it or whatever. And so I didn't tell it. And then Thursday, I was like, I'm going to work from home. I have stuff to do and blah, blah, blah. And so I worked from home. But meanwhile, I was like going to Party City and I was like getting a cake and I was like surreptitiously cleaning the house. But like he I love my husband, but he is not always the most observant person. So I'm like cleaning the kitchen, like sweeping, making sure the downstairs is all like straight and neat, like snipping flowers and kind of lighting candles to make the house smell good. And he's like, oh, and he comes downstairs and there's like the like the big balloon I got him. I'm like, happy early birthday. Yay. And then around five. The, there was a knock on the door and I'm like, he was on the phone with somebody and like, Hey, I need you to get the door. And he was like, okay, geez, like <laughs> when you get the door and they opened the door and he was like, mom. Um, so it actually was really exciting. He was very surprised. So mm-hmm. I pulled off a birthday. Well, I didn't pull it off, but sort of helped pull off a birthday miracle. And it was, it was a really, it was 50. It was a big birthday. And I feel a little bit bad because on his 40th birthday, I was like, days away from having Bridget. So I said, I'll, I'll make a big deal on your 50th birthday because your birthday present is this child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 50, I really was going to do some, you know, we've been going through a goddamn global pandemic, like having his mom come and we went to dinner and he had a cake and, you know, I got him tickets to the Dropkick Murphys <laughs> <laughs> for St. Patrick's. So he's, I think he's good. Isn't Jeremy he's, flying up to go with him yes, for that? <laughs> Jeremy, a ticket... Is there with your name on it? It's like you can go. I'm Absolutely. In. Okay, come on, <laughs> come on. You can stay. How, how do you feel room. about fiddles, Jeremy? He likes dropkick oh. Murphys. So, yeah, anything to fuel my my white guy anger. <laughs> I know. Well, I think the, the first time, the first time that Dave and I went to see them, this is before we were married. I was like. This feels a little adjacent to white pride for me. And he was like, no, no. And I was like, no, it does. And I think he's gotten like, oh, 
maybe it kind of is, yeah. but I still like their songs. <laughs> yeah, it's more the they're fine. I mean, they're I know I know literally one song. I know the one song mm-hmm. of theirs, like the Departed song. I know that song. Yeah, but um, Rory's walkout baseball song—that's the song that I know. But it, you know, it's the place where they're having it is fun. I the crowd I do not enjoy because it's a lot of like long shorts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that type. I hate being in a crowd with people that have long shorts. A <laughs> uh, lot of. That was know, not tel- the first thing I would have expected you to say well, about what you hate about the crowd. A lot of shorts. Notre Dame tattoos, the fighting yes. Irish guy. Yeah. Oh, a lot of, it, a lot of Celtic yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, know. I'll still go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. He always finds somebody he knows there. Anyway, it was, it was a fun weekend, and I pulled it off. Um, nice. The next thing I just have to address, uh, Renee sweetly recommended uh, an author uh, for Hillary's Horny Corner. Um, she kind of described it as being like very sexy and you have to check and make sure your, you know, your AirPods or your um, headphones are plugged in just so nobody else is listening to them. Okay. So I downloaded two or I, I got two off of Libby and I had to wait for a little bit from them, but not super long because I got to this week I raced through those two um and the first one I read was get a life Chloe Brown and at first I was like I don't I feel like Renee underestimates me and my like tolerance for horniness and holy shit no she did not <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> um, wait what is this one called go slow called get a life Chloe Brown <laughs> Get a life, Chloe Brown. Um, do, do they make horny audiobooks? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. A, that's what I, you listen I, I to, listen right? To, uh, yeah, I listen to ah. it because I okay. So I'm listening to it, and it really was like, you know, these two people are meeting, getting to know each other. Of course, they didn't like each other at first, and then you know, slowly like getting to enjoy each other. Um, and then I'm pulling up, and really, like they had not flirted that much at this point, like just not like any. And then I'm pulling up to Target to do a curbside pickup as I'm like getting my danger. stuff. Danger. Will <laughs> Robinson. The guy all of a sudden starts talking explicitly about his wet dream about this girl. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and I like turn it down really fast. Um, it gets with, it was good. Actually, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was very sweet. Um, yeah. Intensely, well, intensely horny. Um, I have a technical question. Yes. Um, is it, trying to figure out how to word this uh is it still a wet dream if you don't like come to completion like irl you know what i mean otherwise it wouldn't you know, it just be a sex weird. dream otherwise it's weird because he like he literally describes having like pre-cum oh, okay. <laughs> i'm sorry dad don't is he like a teenager <laughs> like i don't get, like no he's like in his i don't know 30s or something but he was like so taken by mm. chloe brown mm-hmm. um Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Does anybody actually say wet dream? <laughs> I mean, Hillary does, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, like, a lot of people. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, felt, I, felt, I always felt like it was kind of an older Do you remember expression. that song, uh, Liquid Dreams, by the Making the Band Band? Oh, yes. I got to get I better at dreaming, really, I think. If I thought really hard, I could probably come up with 60% of the names of the O-Town members. <laughs> Jacob. Oh Wait, um, they're Ashley um, Angel. Ashley Parker Ashley, Angel. I, Dave, Dave and I fully watched his reality show, by the there way. There was like, the Hawaiian guy. 
Hawaiian guy. Hawaiian guy. He was tall and Hawaiian. That's all that I remember. Uh, Yeah. So Uh, you recommend? uh, Yes. Get a Life, Chloe Brown. I thought it was really sweet and it was horny, but it was sweet. Um, Like, I, it was just a really sweet and and well written. I thought Tally Hubbard actually she shifted gears pretty hard <laughs> because she's kind of hard. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of like a romantic comedy dramedy, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow. I also then read one, which I think is a part of a series, but I need to look. I read one called The Princess Trap. I finished it today. That one's pretty short. Um, I like that one. That one um, verged a teeny tiny bit into like Fifty Shades of Grey territory where I was like, not not interested, but I was like, okay, like this is a little bit different. Also, the guy was like Finnish. And so the guy that was reading it had like a kind of a silly accent. And I was like mm. minorly distracted by that. Uh, but that one was like more so like it was like wow are you saying that finnish accents are silly (laughs) no i'm saying that the guy (laughs) didn't naturally have a finnish accent so then when he put on the finnish accent it was silly Mm. you just lost all of your finnish listeners i know i'm sorry it sounded very like um like i know he's swedish but like the swedish chef kind of like oh no yeah so it was a little bit (laughs) yeah that's not sexy (laughs) Um, but you know, when he was like ordering her around, I was like, okay, but, um, anyway, yes. Um, thank you, Renee. I'm going <laughs> to be, he didn't, he didn't say it the chocolate <laughs> and the mousse and the milk chocolate mousse. Like kind of though. That's the thing that I was like, I, and the people, it's too hard to explain, but he's from like Finnish royalty. So all the people surrounding him also had, you of know, course. kind of silly Finnish Is accent. there a Finnish royal? You know? there, was there a monarchy? I should have looked that up. All right. This needs research. (laughs) But what I do like about her is I think Talia Woman, Talia Woman, Talia Hibbert is, I think she's black. And the lady protagonists have both been black. And they have both been, this is not the focus at all. But like, incidentally, they're not like small women, which I like. They're not like, oh, I just love how bad she is or whatever. Like, that's not, but it is kind of describing her body a little bit. But it makes it seem like, oh, she's not like, you know, and a lot of romance novels, it's like she has a slender waist and, um, you know, large breasts or whatever. And this was definitely not. It was more of a realistic kind of portrayal of like a normal woman. So I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Renee. I will be checking out more. All right. Breaking news. Yes. Under the Wikipedia article, Monarchy of Finland. The nation of Finland has never been an independent sovereign monarchy. Oh. No attempt to establish a fully fledged Finnish monarchy has been successful. When it finally became established as a modern independent nation state, it was, despite a very brief flirtation with monarchy, in the form of a republic. Oh. So we're making some things up in here. Yes. Yes. Uh, my favorite thing about Finland recently is their prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> who like um went partying and oh, she yeah. didn't she didn't take her like government phone with her and people were mad cuz she hadn't like an exposure and she is mm-hmm. like i mean she's not, like 34 or something and she you know sometimes people are like pretty for their position you can be like oh that guy's like government hot or whatever yeah she's actually like not that it matters very pretty um 
and anyway, that's oh, it matters. Yeah, I know, but and of course she's a woman. It matters. But when I saw her picture, I was like, dang, that girl's pretty. But um, anyway, I still I, think thirty four is too old to be out clubbing. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, like I think thirty came and it was like, all right, like well, I'm gonna, I don't, I twenty four was my peak clubbing time, I think, and then I was a little bit done. I don't like, like waiting in lines. I'm just tired. I know. I don't want to be around all those people. No, never. Sweating. Well, good on her. Um, anyway, so yeah, good. I had a solid week of horny corner and not getting COVID and celebrating a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been full up. Your, your day planner is full. It really is. Next up is Bridget's birthday. Oy vey. Oh, that's right. That's right around the corner. I know. All right. Well, you know, keep us appraised of all the birthday (laughs) goings on. I created a monster. (laughs) Uh, Let's open up the mailbag for a little bit. Uh, We got an email this week um, uh, uh, from a a longtime friend of the show, Bob Stein. Hadn't heard from Bob in a little while. You know, he's had all those things going on in his life, including the loss of his phone, which I don't know, Bob. Like three months without a phone? I can't even imagine. What? I don't. I'm sure we have the timeline wrong. But anyway, Bob is. You know you can get a new one, right? Yeah, we were talking about that. Like the first thing you do is go get a new phone. Right. Yes. You lose it. Like Uh, you don't sleep on that. (laughs) No. 20 minutes after it breaks, I'm on my way to the AT&T store. Speeding there. Uh, so Bob says, hi, guys, a very belated happy new year to y'all. I finally have a new phone now and a new laptop, and I'm healed up from my bike accident back in September. So you should hear from me more regularly now. I was just listening to the New Year's Day show, and I realized how much I he- missed hearing you guys. It brought a smile to my face to listen to those familiar voices emanating from my podcatcher. I hope you guys are all well, and life with Omicron TM is not too hard for you. <laughs> Well, eh. come see you, come see. Yeah. Anyway, attached to this is my very belated remembrance and appreciation of Mike Frizzell. So let's go ahead and drop that voice memo in here. Hi, guys. I realize I'm a little late on this, but I wanted to send in my remembrances and thoughts about uh, Mike Frizzell. Um. Mike meant a lot to me as a listener because he welcomed me into the fold and considered me a friend in a way that was very open and welcoming and um, asked no questions about who I was or what I stood for or whatever, anything like that. And I always really appreciated that. Um, I was very sad to hear of his passing. It's been a tough year for, uh, a lot of us, uh, my family included. I lost a cousin to COVID and, uh, hearing about Mike just, just really kind of knocked me over. Um, the fact that he was a pretty decent dude. Um, he had a good heart and to be taken so young just seemed terribly unfair um, of course, uh, none of us is guaranteed fairness in this life, but that was my kind of emotional reaction. Uh, 
Um, I know Mike had health issues and, um, but I wasn't expecting this. Um, I really will miss him and I always will keep him in my thoughts and in my heart as one of the better human beings on the planet, faults and all. So that's my remembrance of our buddy, Mike Frizzell. It's very sweet. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. I think you said it yep. very well. Yep. He, Mike was a good guy for all his quirks Pluses and minuses. <laughs> quirks. Oh, my God. That is such a tactful way to say it, Hillary. <laughs> he was a good person, and he was so very friendly and so very welcoming and did not seem to have, like, a checklist by which he measured people. He did. Yes. He did. <laughs> um, Just didn't tell anybody. Well, it was a lot shorter than a lot of us, <laughs> yes. you know? If, if he... only he was as good of a friend as as uh, or as good of an employee as he was a friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> our relationship might have ended differently. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. Yes. <laughs> um, I think what you say is Mike's Mike. Yeah. Mike's yeah. Mike. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All Mike's right, gonna Mike. Yeah. He uh lived uh, his life as best as he could. Sometimes he lived it better and sometimes he lived it worse. Yep. But he always tried. He's walking on two legs somewhere. Oh, I suppose I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Maybe you got pogo sticks in the afterlife. <laughs> oh. Do you get to choose? That would be interesting. I mean, I would assume so. Right? Mm-hmm. Those special, like, springy legs. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they'd about. be just a lot easier to put on and take off, or I don't know, maybe they'd just be organic pogos. <laughs> we, I mean, this is somewhat existential for even our <laughs> podcast so we'll have to think about it more uh, no, opposite of small talk yeah <laughs> big talk let's go on to the question of the week responses for last week of course with the uh road trip movie show our um our question of the week was what movie makes you think of iowa minnesota north or south dakota um colian says fargo Boo! I'm surprised we only got one person. We have to kick out of the the. No, there's no, there's anyway. a, there, oh, yeah, there's, there's some there's more. Damn it! Um, just for the record, who was it? Was it Daniel that you know was um uh not annoyed but a little outraged that we allowed in Field of Dreams, but mm-hmm. then peremptorily dismissed Fargo, and I said. It's just because I'm irritated by the accents yeah. in that movie. <laughs> like, that's just, it. You know, whatever. Just because they're from the state. I mean, you know, the Coens were doing a very specific thing and they did a great job and it was all a parody. But the problem was that not everybody realized yes. that those accents were parodies yeah. and not yeah. real life. So I just and I don't like the Coens that much. I just they're they're not. Their brand is not for me. So you can like Fargo if you want to like Fargo. Um, it's just so basic, man. It's basic. <laughs> and Fargo is in North Dakota, but it's set in Minnesota. So I'm just irritated by that. Anyway, Bet says, I really want to say the one I'm not supposed to say, but <laughs> thank you, Bet. Thanks, I Bet. got another good one. <laughs> Grumpy old men. So great. <laughs> I thought about watching that one. I was like, mm, I enjoyed that once upon a time. 
I did too. I that probably would have been one of my top choices if I yeah. hadn't picked what I had. Uh, Denny says Field of Dreams for an idealized Iowa. That's a good way to put it. Yes. I was very idealized in that. Libby says, Iowa, uh, we're stuck with Field of Dreams. By the way, Libby is from Iowa, so she knows. We're stuck with Field of Dreams, Music Man, and State Fair. Though the ending scene of Twister was filmed in Iowa, but pretty sure it was based in Oklahoma. Twister, fun facts. My mom and her siblings lived in the house in... The house in the, at the, the okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't pre-read this. My mom and her siblings lived in the house at the end in the sixties, the barn with all the farm implements. My cousins had spray painted their names inside before the movie. My grandma took all the custom doorknobs off. My uncle's house hosted the helicopter pad. My cousin helped with the horse training. Wow. Oh. What was so special about the doorknobs? <laughs> That grandma had to take them all off. He's like, these are mine. Uh, Anne says, Purple Rain. Yes. I thought about Purple Rain, too, but I don't think I've ever actually seen it. But is there really a story in Purple Rain? It's kind of like a mood piece, isn't it? It's like a long music video. Right. I snuck to a friend's house and watched it because that was the one movie that my parents were put their foot down about watching. And my friend had a laser disc of it. And so (laughs) I went over there. And I just remember it was like very sexy. Yeah. Um, It was what it was rated R, maybe even X, like what would be NC 17 now. Um, But yeah, I almost picked that too. How did Prince do it? I don't know. How was he sex or so sexy? Yeah, because he was tiny. He is tiny. And dressed weird. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but he's so. I mean, I guess sometimes talent like overrides something. I mean, he I wasn't guess. unattractive. Like he was a, no, but he was but, a pocket person. But mm-hmm. but Prince was a stone cold weirdo. Yes, and we all knew that. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I guess it is true that confidence is sexy, yeah. I guess, because yeah. he definitely projected that. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Daniel says, quote, oh, there's nothing halfway but the Iowa way to treat you. If we treat... Boy, I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs> oh, oh, there's nothing halfway but the Iowa way to treat you if we treat you, which we may not do at all, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> all right. Um, Kate says, Field of Dreams. Emily, Emily should know, Little Big League. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm pretty sure it's terrible, but all I remember is Minnesota Twins hats everywhere. That was like the movie about the preteen who inherited the Twins baseball team. There was a lot of of movies in the like early mid-90s about like Mm -hmm. kids becoming baseball owners slash players. And it really would have fit into our oeuvre because I think Timothy Busfield is in Oh, Oh yeah, Timothy Busfield is another sneakers (laughs) actor. (laughs) Sorry, I knew there was another one. (laughs) Uh, Michael says, Drop Dead Fred is a deeply weird film set in the Twin Cities. And then there's Nebraska and Sean Penn's Fantastic, the Indian runner for Nebraska. Michael, we weren't doing Nebraska. Um, And for South Dakota, there's the excellent Thunderheart, which is loosely based on the Leonard Peltier case. And of course, Dances with Wolves, which mostly holds up. I've never seen Dances with Wolves. I'm not sure if I want to. It's really long, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we saw it in like sixth grade. They showed it to us. I'm sure the teacher just like didn't want to teach that day, and so she was. But oh, I, what, one of these vaguely historical movies. Yes, but mm-hmm. but the thing that I remember is she must have planned it a little bit in advance because it's rated R, so we had to get like our parents to sign off on it. And my parents are like, like forge our names. We don't really care. And but I do remember this kid. Pete Flowers, sorry, Pete, you had to like sit out because his parents wouldn't let him watch it. What a nerd. Um, anyway, don't it, don't schools <laughs> can't schools usually get like uh, PG 13 cuts of that? Because I remember in social studies, we watched Glory, which is rated R, but I believe they had a cut, a PG 13 cut, which like they had to take out an exploding head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know why. I just remember him sitting out in the hallway while we watched it. <laughs> Um, and also with Thunderheart, I had actually seen that movie, but I saw it when I was um, the summer between sophomore and junior year. I studied in Mexico for a month and lived with a family, which, by the way, the name that the father called me, which I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. He was very sweet, but he called me Gordita. Mm, that means little fat girl. <laughs> I know. Um, mm. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, it's a okay. delicious thing at Taco Bell, though. And I probably wasn't even. I mean, at that point, I was sixteen. I probably was like as thin as as I was gonna get. But anyway, I do remember watching. We all like gathered around the tv and watched thunderheart in spanish like so and i that was when i was my best at spanish so maybe i got like a fourth of it but yeah i have seen it and i don't know technically (laughs) again there's the asterisk yes next to it yeah uh shanna says mighty ducks (laughs) of course I mean, back in the early 90s, yeah. I, you know, appreciated a good Emilio Estevez vehicle. Well, who didn't? I almost chose Mighty Ducks, but my preferred Mighty Ducks was Mighty Ducks 2, which is the more international version. It really, of like, doesn't take place um, mostly in Minnesota. I I still hold it up with my friend Katie as one of the most exhilarating theater-going experiences. I don't know why we were so surprised that they might win, but it was very exciting. We were, like, <laughs> cheering in the theater. We were very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not Rocky. They're <laughs> no. going to win. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, Shanna also says, I have a friend that used Napoleon Dynamite to show what it was like growing up in North Dakota. <laughs> Except for it's, it takes place in Idaho, right? And is filmed there? Because that yeah. was my, that's on deck for when we get to Idaho. I, I think it's, I think it's more the sensibility rather yeah, than the I location. Yeah. I think the, North Dakotans have a lot in common with the Idaho. Oh, for sure. Idahoans. Um, Scott says Purple Rain. Charles says Fargo, Mighty Boo. Ducks. And of course, Airborne. Um, I, in I, Ohio. <laughs> I, I, I editorialize that oh because that's comment I, I i love charles we used to work together i love airborne it's a fantastic movie but it takes place in cincinnati i believe because i've watched it many times it's Whoops. a really good movie Ew. it's only 10 hours from the <laughs> twin cities so yes. close uh kristen says twister i guess we're going with iowa for twister I guess maybe so. uh michael says uh and for the japan slash minnesota crossover I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, Wait, I haven't looked at the... I know. Kumiko the Treasure... Come on, load. Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. I've never heard of that before. You know, Michael just has better um, movie taste than the rest of us. I think we just have to accept that. He's very cultured. Mm -hmm. 
And Rosemary showing her basicness, as you would say, Hillary picked Fargo and Field of Dreams. Boo. She's my friend, so I can boo her. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll grudgingly allow it. Fine. (sighs) All right. Should we move into our medium talk? Let's Mm -hmm. do it. I'm looking forward to this discussion. (laughs) I'm too. Okay. So when I was listening to the show very carefully because I was not on it um, and enjoying it, I, Bobby was talking about building his Ikea, um, some, was it a, it wasn't, was it a dresser? Dresser. Yeah. Yeah. It was the dresser. Um, That stuff is a bitch. I, I built a futon once and it took me all day and I don't know. I think I got stoned and did it and that was fine because I was like. You well, know. there's your problem right there. <laughs> no, Come I on. No. Um, but I was thinking, I don't personally like building IKEA furniture, but you know, all of you guys were like, "Oh yeah, no, I like doing it." And then it just got me to thinking of the tedious things that I like to do that other people do not enjoy. And I brought it up, and since we're all such fucking nerds, um, I thought maybe <laughs> this would be something that we could think about. And yes, we are nerds, and there's many things that we like to do that other people or. I guess not other, maybe a lot of other people like to do them, but socially they're considered tedious and unenjoyable. Right. Well, let's dive right into it. Let's, let's bring up the flat pack construction again. (laughs) I think you were like, no, thank you. And Meredith said, you can come to my house and put it together. (laughs) But Christy and Bobby and I were like, oh my God, that is so fun. And I, I think to have a couple of Diet Cokes. Not get high, for God's sake, Hillary. That just doesn't work. That's the only way that it's good. Like, and spend the evening, like, put on a movie, watch that thing you do, and put together this uh, furniture. I love it. It's so much fun. There's something about making sense out of those instructions. And yes, I read the instructions (laughs) several times and organize all the screws and so forth and make sure I have the Allen wrench and it's like super satisfying to be able to translate those silly wordless instructions and put the thing together and I think the last thing I made was when my mom got a new desk from Ikea and she got one of those that's like two file type cabinets on either side and then just has the slab of wood along the top so you just have to put together each cabinet separately and I went through and figured out how to do it. And then she followed along with me. So she didn't even bother to look at the instructions at all. I would just tell her what came next. And that worked out really well because then I did all the brain work of figuring the You're the captain of it. And yes. just telling her. I think that's kind of the best way to do it because when there's two captains, it's just is an ugly situation. It's like, no, no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, one yeah, person in charge. It's it's just another puzzle to solve. I would think if you really like doing jigsaw puzzles, you should like p- putting this furniture together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think that I go through many stages while building IKEA furniture. I haven't done it in a little bit, but like, okay, I'm really positive and like, I can do this. This it doesn't seem that hard. And then I get like, you know, 20 minutes in, I'm like, fuck this bullshit. Like, I hate this. It's never going to get done. And then you get, it's kind of like my trip, my driving to Dallas. Like I am hopeful at the beginning, then despairing. And then by the end, it feels (laughs) like I did something triumphant. (laughs) Well, and I think that we also have to make a 
a, a point of the difference between good flat pack furniture and bad flat pack furniture because Ikea is pretty good. And, you know, my mom, after my dad died and my mom was like finally allowed a chance to do what she wanted in her own home because my dad was so rigid. Um, but she was trying like lots of different things and now she's got an extra room to work with. And so she, you know, ordered some stuff from Wayfair or whatever and tried a few, few different things. And I put together or attempted to put together some stuff that was truly shitty quality. Yeah. Yeah. Like where you just like the bolts wouldn't go in or you couldn't screw them in or like if you screwed them all the way in, they came out the other side of the you know, laminate, whatever stuff. So I think Ikea is a snap because I've never had an Ikea piece that didn't have all the pieces. No, I haven't either. And every once in a while you get one that, you know, it's a little hard to get in Mm -hmm. to the right place. Like maybe the hole is drilled just a little askew, but they always go in in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like they, of all the ones um, that I've worked with, it has the most quality control out of all of them. Like they're going to make sure you're, these Swedish people are going to make sure that you've got yeah, it all. That everything's like, there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I read a book a really long time ago, probably in college, where it was a Italian immigrant to America. And he said that the different, and he would t- was talking about the differences between Americans and, and Europeans. And one of them was in your Europeans um, don't like, they they love the cost of IKEA furniture but hate the tediousness of it. But Americans love the tediousness and just like don't really like the furniture. But we just <laughs> love like the challenge of putting it together. <laughs> oh. Well, there's certain things in I- uh, from IKEA that I would never get. Like I would never get an IKEA couch because they're just weird. They're all like super low to the ground. Yeah. And not comfortable seem, at all. No. N- yeah, not comfortable and not like styled in a way that, like, I'm all for sort of sleek minimalism, but you got to have enough cushion in there. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Makes it I worth slept on an IKEA futon for a couple oh. of years when I was living in the church basement. Um, I <laughs> still, I still have an IKEA uh, futon that I'm unwilling to get rid of because it's like it can- it traveled from the Bay Area to Los Angeles to Austin several places it's probably like all rickety and it's not really used that much but if we need if my nieces are like if i have a bunch of people staying here i'm like here you go but it is not like our main couch by any stretch of the imagination no well young people can sleep in an ikea futon (laughs) yes you can sleep anywhere the the only thing i don't like about uh putting together that kind of furniture is Almost every time I get to the end and then realize, like, the second piece that I put on is facing the wrong way. <laughs> and so I have to make the decision to take it all apart and fix uh, it or, or live with try it. and figure out how to finish it. And it's usually because, like, on the pictures, there will be, like, four circles on a piece of wood. And you just have to notice that in this picture, there's on one side, there's three. On the other side, there's four. And if you don't mm-hmm. notice from the picture that it's the side with four circles that's supposed to be facing one direction, then you're fucked. It's not and really yeah. four people with ADHD. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that furniture cannot be taken apart and put back together more than once. No. <laughs> no. That's true. It's not yeah, hold up well. You make a good point because on the picture, it'll have like four holes on one side and... 
so you look at the table leg or whatever and you're like but it both the sides have four holes on them so which one is it and it's the one where two of the holes are slightly closer together yeah yeah yes, yeah. yes. and it's it's not obvious sometimes uh, well knowing what i know about you Anne, i can see why you like this <laughs> uh well okay so that's one for Anne. okay I'm going to go next, I guess. And I think that this is like sort of something that like the ladies, at least on this episode, all like to do. I love like filling out paperwork slash forms. Like I uh-huh. truly enjoy it. I, it, 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 it like, it's com- like, there's a sense of completion by the end. And maybe that's what some of this is, is there's like a sense of completion. Like this is something I can check off my list, but mm-hmm. I actually even like I could in this, I could say, like, I like working out, but, like, I really only like working out at the end when I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that. Like, while I'm doing it, I'm not like, this is so much fun. I love doing this. Um, I just like the way it makes me feel. I actually like filling out paperwork. Like, when I'm filling out camp paperwork, I actually kind of, like, for the kids, not for myself. I actually <laughs> like filling it out. I have to fill out, and they're pre-filled out. We just haven't taken them yet, but the kids need new passports. And I have already pre-filled out all their stuff, like, printed it in triplicate I'm ready to go like and I want them to tell me I did a good job but I actually kind of like filling out correctly I like doing all that stuff it gives me a sense of I don't know like I have control over the world Hillary while I'm there going to that concert or whatever (laughs) will you apply for jobs for me absolutely (laughs) I am doing right that right now and it is so soul-suckingly terrible well that's that is terrible and it is like a full-time job like, I haven't done it in a really long time, and it totally sucks. It's um, really messing with my video game schedule, too. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. Well, you have to have your priorities. <laughs> no, I think, I think job application is somewhat different because there is a sense of, like, powerlessness to yes. it and, uh, uh, and questioning, like, am I doing this right? Because if I don't... <laughs> I'm I'm really hurting my chances to get this. But yes, specifically what you're saying, Hillary, is routine paperwork, which was I put on my list. Yes. And like, like I, okay, I have like a super specific example at work. You know, I work in an energy department and. Um, we do energy rebates, like we apply to the utility companies if, you know, you put in more energy efficient stuff, just like you can do at home. Yeah. Uh, but we have like commercial energy efficiency rebates that you can do. And uh, one like super common one is a boiler tune up. So like if you go through and you actually like <clears throat> do readings and see how efficient your boiler is and you tune it up and whatever, then you can get money back for it. And it's not actually my department that does that. It's people out in the, in the like buildings. Like there's a, there's a different part of facilities management that, that, that does all of that. But they asked if I would help with the paperwork because I know about submitting <laughs> rebates. And I was like, yes, please. I'll do that. And so they'll drop us like once a year, they'll drop a stack of like, 50 boilers worth of paperwork and they have to go out and they have like a little 
thing that does readings that prints out like cash register type tape that will be like here was what the stack temperature was and here is what the flu temperature was before and afterwards and here were the co2 readings and that you have to fill out the make and the model of the boiler and print out like the um the how much how much time you know was spent to do all this stuff and things have to be scanned in and it's like two days of my time and I am so happy. And like and I and I make sure that like I name them all consistently yes. and uh, you know exactly and I get everything attached online and submit it to our rep. And I just I'm waiting to see if he kicks anything back to me and and it's like, "Oh, this isn't quite right." And when he doesn't, it's like I won the lottery. I know. I'm so happy of myself. <laughs> it's such a little tiny thing. And you're like, I did it. I did, I did it. But like the organization that it takes yeah. Yeah. to do this yeah. and, and get it right the first time and do it in a way that makes sense and where nobody comes back to you with questions is really something that makes me impressed with myself. <laughs> Listen, I... I'm telling you, when I took the kids five years ago or whatever to get their passport and the guy said, you did a really good job with this. I was like, you think so? (laughs) (laughs) And it's some random passport thing. And then sometimes I will be bratty with Dave because he's not good at doing that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this does take work. I mean, I do enjoy it, but it does take work and I need to be appreciated for it. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. I mean, you know, it. you could be playing Candy Crush. (laughs) I'm good. But instead, you're spending your time on this other thing that is satisfactory in a different kind of way. Makes me feel like I did something. I think what I I love paperwork and filling things out, too. And the only thing that would make it better is if I could then put it in an envelope and mail it. Yes. Because that feels satisfying as well. Folding it up, addressing it, putting a stamp, putting it into a box. Sending it away. <laughs> the most the most anxious time for me is when I'm addressing the envelope mm-hmm. because what if I have misjudged my line oh. and mm-hmm. like it's a long street name or something. Oh. I mean, I want everything to be spaced out properly. Oh my god! And what I if have... I write something that's not neatly and it's a Y, but it kind of looks like a T. I don't like that. My kerning has always been poor. <laughs> <laughs> Always, <laughs> I can't. I have cannot space things out well at all, and so it's like you can tell my hands like almost shaky because I'm concentrating so hard. Like, let's get this right. They kept making us or making me resign our uh, redo the <laughs> all the paperwork on our house when we were closing on the house because it was so bad or it leaked out of the lines or nobody could read it. You're a serial killer. You're like pasting things like from magazines. You're like, does this work? (laughs) Uh, Do you guys, are you okay when you put things in an envelope and you know, you do the licking and the closing? I quite often put a piece of scotch tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point of the flap Mm -hmm. because I don't understand how it's going to stay closed. It doesn't (laughs) seem like it should. I remember when I worked at um, the mailbox, et cetera, kind of place, they they um, they were like, no, 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 don't like lick it. Don't do all that. Like we had the wet thing. Oh, but yeah, yeah the, I still didn't sponge. really trust it. And it makes your finger feel so gross. It's so gross. It's so, so gross. I'm like, nah, I don't trust this. No, thank you. It tastes no. good. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that glue. Yeah, See, if it snack. was a... 
If it was self-adhesive, you know, where you you pulled the strip off yes. the top of it and then that makes me happy. It. Yeah, that would, those that ones would be great. Are really I wouldn't good. worry about those. <laughs> yeah, like I'm always just worried that somewhere in transit the flap's going to come open and <laughs> like I don't know the check I've written is going to fall out or something. <laughs> That's like the one like lesson I ever learned about finance in school was like always <laughs> when you're writing out like say it's for a hundred dollars <throat> you're supposed to write one hundred zero zero over a hundred and then finish the line just in case you don't want somebody to like yeah. squeeze in and a million dollars totally yeah because <laughs> <And> I, so, <laughs> it would go through right <laughs> yeah i have a little flourish it's curl swoop mm-hmm. and arch to the end of the line it's like very i do a very dramatic like no you're not squeezing anything yeah else. you're not stealing all my million dollars <laughs> oh I think I actually write like 100 and, and no 100. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Oh, wow. Hmm. And there's the, so many checks that I write every day, the millions of checks. <laughs> I write one to this kid's stupid after school program because they can't get um, it together. And that is I, the check. Yeah. I write one to my therapist because <laughs> yes, she, she doesn't she's... understand technology. <laughs> yeah. I feel no therapists do i mean no offense christine but maybe you do but like I've, every therapist i've ever looked into or gone to it's always like oh, no check or cash only like, yeah okay. I, well that's not why they became therapists yeah you know? that's true it's true <laughs> to work and i'm i'm like well you have like the little square thing now <laughs> can't we even like my hairdresser <laughs> yes. uses one of those yeah <laughs> so but i i you know i Therapists have a very different skill set. Yes, they do. I think. And it's not billing. Nope. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. I have had to correct. So my therapist, I think she associates with a group, right? Right. I guess she's part of, but just for billing purposes. So they do the billing for her. And they do the billing wrong. Like, Uh I got a bill from them and I was like, this can't be right. And I went through and I realized that they weren't subtracting out the copay, my copay every month for like a year. And I'm like, guys, here we go back to, I made a spreadsheet and I put in all the charges (laughs) and I compared what I knew I had paid to what they said. And I looked at my like insurance payments and everything. And I was like, hmm. And I showed that to her and she was like, Oh, huh. <laughs> might be. No, that yeah, that's that's definitely. I, and they're very much like I don't know, you know, whatever uh-huh. you think. Like it's very much like that's not really my business. It's it's your business. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like I have, I need help, mental health, and this is not helping my mental health right now. Although I guess if you're <laughs> doing a spreadsheet, maybe it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. I started getting bigger bills for my therapist. Um, and I found out because I just give her the check for my copay and she was like, here's this outstanding bill you have. And I'm like, wait a minute. And she said, yeah, you need to, you know, if your copay has changed, you need to get on top of that. You need to figure this out and why you're not paying enough. And I was like, excuse me. And I went and I looked and I called the insurance company and they're like, oh yeah, your therapist let her in network accreditation lapse. Oh. Oh. You're like, so you have to pay out of network costs oh, for her oh, now. And I was yeah. like, how do you let your accreditation <laughs> lapse? Because they don't care about paperwork. <laughs> yeah. They need somebody like us to work. Yes, with them. Like, they no, do. no, no, no. We, I got to handle this. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. Um, okay, Christy, 
something along those lines, something you like seems to be coming up pretty shortly. Um, oh, this one? Tax, tax. preparation. Yes. So that is what got me thinking about it is we get this this like huge packet from the tax person and it's all these questions like any question you can think of like did you buy a house this year did you sell one did you like every question that could affect anything Mm -hmm. and I love going through that packet and answering the questions and then collecting all of the forms that I have and then I have a spreadsheet because we also have business taxes so we have to do that and there's a spreadsheet of like medical because we have like three people with lots of medical, not issues, but lots of doctor appointments, lots of medication. So we usually get a tax write off for that. And then um, just like we had the house flood and insurance settlement, like all this stuff. And it makes me so excited. I just wish that I had the tools that like a tax accountant has to be able to submit that myself once. Yeah. I mean, once the business were done with that as a business, um, I think I can do everything by myself and yeah. every year I, we just keep saying like next year I get to do it. And then something like weird happens. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, this is above my pay yeah. grade, but I, I love, I do love this. doing the spreadsheets and collecting all the Christy, you stuff. should go back to being single. Taxes are easy. I know. Uh. But then, <laughs> but, but then my, hey, then it, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I wouldn't get to collect as much stuff. Now I get three things. Well, that's true. That's true. That's the I, only reason I'm staying married. <laughs> I mean, He's I'm like, once bit, again, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous because I do that feeling that when you know that you have all your eyes dotted Mm -hmm. and t's crossed like you have all that paperwork together so when you go to see the accountant you can be like ta-da i got it i mean i do my like of course i do my own taxes with TurboTax because i mean i don't have any money it's not hard to do and like even going through and answering the questions the did you buy a house did you sell a house are you alive and i'm like (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm here. It's such satisfaction from being like, yes, next. next <laughs> yes, next. next. Yes. No, it is. And it, like, I mean, I think a lot of these really are just kind of like little puzzles that you know that you can solve. You just have to find the key to solving it. And then. Right. And and I think, did we say it's also about like having power to solve a puzzle yes when life at large is shitty sometimes yes. you know i yeah. can't solve climate change <laughs> but, but i can not with get that attitude <laughs> <laughs> but i can you know fill out this paperwork perfectly yes yep and yes. that's a victory it is mm-hmm. and in it in the face of other people really not like liking to do it it seems like you're magical that you can do it and you're like it's not that hard you just have yep. to focus for a little bit yep right jeremy what what kind of paperwork do you like to do just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yikes um i actually do enjoy uh like data data analysis and stuff i at my last job i had to learn sql so i could write queries to our database to be able wow. to pull documents out um and it was pretty fun. I mean, as I, if I recall correctly, you had to learn SQL because the people who were supposed to be getting you that information weren't. Right. Right. Yeah. 
No, that's how startups work. (laughs) 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 If you want something, you have to either be in the C-suite or figure out how to get it yourself. (laughs) God. Yeah, you need a good old-fashioned corporate job. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. I mean, you need to work for the man just for a little while to see how it feels. Yeah. yeah I, and then I can pursue all the chaos and drama outside of my life instead of having to do it at work or outside of, yeah. outside of my life, outside of my work. <laughs> I mean, I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, I, oh, oh, never mind. I can't no, 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 go. No, come uh, on. I've been applying for jobs and I am filled with rage at the amount of jobs that require a bachelor's degree. Like yeah. if, if you're going to become a doctor or like a, a fucking scientist or whatever, then yes, get a bachelor's degree. But like I'm applying for a bunch of jobs at Microsoft. Bill Gates dropped out of college. <laughs> <laughs> so why do three quarters of the jobs there require a bachelor's degree? Like I have a bachelor's degree, but it's from an unatt- unaccredited Bible college. <laughs> so, so it doesn't it doesn't get me much. Uh, and it is. I mean, poor Christy. I made myself horse the other day because i was screaming so loud (laughs) it's racist and classist it is yep i mean so gross let me tell you just decided that it's okay by the way the majority of people that i talk to about it are like yeah yeah no that's that's normal you should expect that i'm like but but why are we okay with it (laughs) i mean i don't know what you're talking about my liberal arts Mm -hmm. uh degree has helped me intensely in my career as a project manager in commercial right. real estate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was dumb enough to go get in $100,000 in debt or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unless you like have a very specific job that goes with your degree, most people don't use what their degree is about. So why right. does it even matter? I barely use my biblical studies degree. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I'm fighting with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I use my film minor all the time. Actually, it does come in handy on this show, but not in my like <laughs> making money life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really use the math degree. The math that I use is not that complicated. I mean, I I think the time in college just gave me an opportunity to like learn how to use my brain in a certain way, but I don't you know, that's, you could, don't have to go to college to learn no. that kind of stuff. No. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, if one of my kids doesn't seem ready or right for college and maybe a trade school or whatever, like, I'm like, heck yeah, go do that. I'd probably make more money that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's no reason, like you said, Jeremy, to get into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt just to, like, yeah. I mean, be a plumber. Yeah. God, yes, please. please. That's what I'm like. If Elliot becomes a plumber, I'll be so excited. <laughs> Because I see how much they make and how much they charge me. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yep. Yeah. Electrician, Please. plumber, just, yep. mechanic. Just don't go to Bible school. That's yeah. All. Yes. <laughs> I think I would go electrician first because I don't think I'm okay with sewage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that yeah. sort of thing. I, I I think there's a lot of disgustingness that goes with plumbing. So I would probably risk electrocution <laughs> over yeah. the certainty of having to deal with poop. Oh, so much yeah. poop. Yeah. Yeah. tampons what have Oof. you Oof. people are gross people <laughs> are gross <laughs> i learned the hard way in my old house to not flush uh, tampons that was embarrassing good to know <laughs> but they say on the box you can flush them <laughs> you cannot i mean you probably can but my parents old house was old and yeah that mm-hmm. was embarrassing my dad was mad at me 
Oh, well. Oh, well, Michael. Um, all right. Who wants to go next? Um, let's see. Well, my list now is short because we've done <laughs> black pack instruction and paperwork. <laughs> but I, I will say solving organizational puzzles is another thing that I really, really love. And I used to do it all the time when I worked retail because you have a certain amount of space and you get a certain amount of product and you have to make sure that it all gets in there. So I don't know what's like, um, so at my store we sell, I always speak of the store in present tense, even though you're kind of really work there. I'm going to be there on Saturday. I'm helping do inventory. I was going to say you're ever present. I, yeah, I am. I, I have a lifetime pass yes. to call myself in a play. But um, so we have a, like a gourmet food area that's like lots of expensive stuff like cool brownie mixes and, you know, pickled things. Lots of olives, like lots of stuffed olives mm. for people that blue cheese stuffed mm. olives, jalapenos stuffed olives, all that stuff. Anyway, so we have like an area that's set up to look kind of like a kitchen that's got shelves and counters and a sink and everything. And so you'll get in a huge order of what, you know, whatever jar pickle things and you have uh, 24 slots and you have 18 different varieties that you got in. And how do you make that work? Because you don't have enough to do one row of everything. Because yeah. you'll still have six empty slots. But you can't do two rows of everything. And like how how do you – and it's infinitely more complicated than that. Because then you have like 25 different types of things you're all trying to get into this. You know, what do you put on the counter? What do you put in the above cupboards? What do you put in the below cupboards? And I can literally spend four hours working out the best way to, like, get these jars of food in the right place. And it's so fucking satisfying. (laughs) It's just like a puzzle, right? Or, like, putting together the IKEA furniture, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. It's only there's no instructions. And there's an infinite number of ways that you could do it. And. Okay, so I'm changing up my proposal, Hillary. I think I we need to fly both of you out. Okay. Hillary, you can help me with the paperwork on the job applications. And okay. Anne, I have a absolute disaster happening right now in my garage and could definitely use some help trying to Jeremy? organize. Oh. Jeremy, don't say these things that you don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anne's like, I'm packing my bags. I was at the store not last week, but the week before, because she asked me to come in and clean the stock room. And so I went in on a Sunday night at like 4.30, and I worked until 9 p.m. cleaning that thing. I will I will do your garage. All right. All right. I might take you up on it. I've recently taken up some, some more crafty type work, and I got tiny little paint brushes and spray paint and all sorts of weird crap. Are you painting figurines? Um, No, No, he's making like set like what you would find on a movie set, like so like props. He has this plastic box that he wants to put something in, and so he's like, "Oh, I want to make it look cool." I mean, it does look cool. It looks like something that you would find on Star Wars. Maybe you should put a picture up. up. Maybe that can be the show pic. But like, it it looks like something that Boba Fett would have. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." Do you have a job yet? 
That's hurtful. I know. This has been a really hurtful podcast so far, guys. Um, And do you have a question? Do you have, like, good sense of, like, spatial arrangement? Like, can you look at a space and see, like, how things would fit before they're there? I am so bad at that. And it is something Mm -hmm. that I admire so much in other people. Especially at the store, though, because I have so much experience working there. And it comes down to even stupid stuff, like when people buy something and it's a gift store. So a lot of times it's a present for somebody. And we'll say, do you need a gift Mm -hmm. box for that? And then you have to decide which of the 15 different sizes mm-hmm. of boxes is going to fit it correctly. And I have had more times when one of the other employees is like, it's not going to fit in that, Anne. And I'm like, It'll yeah, fit. it will. Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> and then they're like, whoa. You're like, yeah, <laughs> bitch. I know how to do this. Oh, that's a good feeling. Yeah, I actually really hate when I go to a store. I mean, I... I'm not the best at the environment. So I'm like, yes, please give me a bag. But when they give me a bag that's way too big, I'm like, this is stupid. She could be a smaller bag. <laughs> this doesn't fit. <laughs> well, for a long time, we had either giant bags with a handle on it or teeny tiny bags <laughs> with a handle on it or like a flat paper bag. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, can we please get one in the middle? <laughs> that works for everything. Um this one really does go along with um with like paperwork but there is a very specific spreadsheet i use at work that pleases me to no end this goes into um something that i like to do at work okay so i work for like office people who lease office space um and i love when they give me a very complicated lease Um, How they earn commission is uh, basically like the total sum of the consideration, which is like all of the rent that's due over the course of the term and times it, my guys, you times it by 2% and that's basically like how they make their money. That's their, that's their commission. But sometimes there's these caveats. You have a rent abatement, the, how the rate increases over the course of the term. It can sometimes be 3%. It can sometimes be a dollar per year. Um, And there's just all these, the more complicated, the better. It makes me so happy. I'm like, don't even tell me anything. Let me read the lease and see if I can figure out. And I think, and I'm not a mathematician at all. I don't, I was fine at math in school, but it wasn't like my big subject. But the thing about math that I always did love is that there's always an answer. There's always an answer to it. I I guess it can be interpreted. And actually, I just like went back and forth with this lady on interpreting a lease and what these things meant. And I was fucking right at the end of it. And I knew I was right. And she didn't <laughs> believe me. And I knew I was right. Um, I, I just love finding the answer to this. Like, I will figure it out. And I will figure out the sum total. And it, I, it should make me mad, honestly, because like the last one I did, you know, they were you know, netting a million dollars, which it has to be split several ways, but it should make me mad because I'm not making that money. But it instead, it just like pleases me to no end to have the answer at the end. I love it. When they say, oh, hey, Hillary, you need to voucher. That's what we call it. You need to voucher this deal. I'm like, yes, move it up to the queue. Like I have a thousand other things that I need mm-hmm. to get done, but I will get this. And they love it because it means they're like going to get their money faster or whatever. It's going to go through the system quicker. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to push aside every other project so I can fully concentrate on this 
and I love it. And it's very It's like dorky. in the movies when we're going to get into a horny scene in an office and we sweep everything off the desk. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the picks the woman up and puts her on the desk. Instead, Hillary's I'm like, like, print out that lease, baby. <laughs> Hillary puts the voucher on the desk. And I'm like, bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, I love it so much because, and you know, when I was first working in this office like in 2007 or 2008 or whatever I only had my one screen and so I would have to I would have to print out the lease and I would have to print out this one particular page that had most of the numbers on it and see if it matches now it's so weird like when I don't have two screens now I'm like how did I do this before because I'm like I can't flip back and forth I can't be expected to work in these conditions. <laughs> With one little measly laptop, I cannot do this. Are you kidding no. me? Absolutely not. I need a giant printer or a giant screen. But yeah, that is, <laughs> it's very, very satisfying to me. And it is like what keeps me down. Like I should be like, no, I need to make this money. But instead I'm like, no, let me prepare all the money that you're going to be making. Stupid. <laughs> Does anybody have a vertical monitor? Jeremy, have you ever had a vertical monitor? You seem like... No, that's way the too devs, dorky. The devs all have them at work. Okay. Like portrait style? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I did not know that such things existed until one of my coworkers had one one day. Are they a developer? Like, <gasps> uh, no. no. I think he started think out as an architect. For, people use them for spreadsheets a lot, I think. Yep. Oh. Like it's always like finance people and I mean, I'm a prime candidate for that. Yeah. There's no one more spreadsheety than me. I think Get one of these days. Monitor. I'll have to. I mean, I already have three. So. <laughs> Dang. And I can't. That's some like, real estate. One, mm-hmm. I know. If one monitor was landscape and one was portrait, I my brain could not do that. Because like the monitors have to be symmetrical. Yeah. So I would have to get the vertical one and it would have to live in the center on the shelf that I have. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, I'll have to think about this. I, I feel like I've only seen them in Teslas. I've never ridden in a Tesla, but they have the little vertical mm-hmm. things. Um, hmm. I wonder how much they cost. I'm sure they cost a variety of things. Yes. Well, well, here's one for $1,300. Cool. Here's a refurbished well, one ones, for 115 The ones that people at work have, they just turned it vertically and then messed with the settings. Excuse me, what now? Yeah, you can just <laughs> you make can it... use a normal monitor as a yeah. vertical one. You just have to you just have to set it change up right, it. I think. Yeah. Why has this never occurred to me? I don't know. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't occur to any me monitor... unless Christy just now said it. <laughs> can any monitor be used vertically? Make sure that your monitor is VESA compatible. In addition, make mm. sure that the hardware the monitor rests on, aka the stand, supports a vertical tilt. As long as that is in place. Almost all monitors should be able to be used in portrait mode. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my life just changed. <laughs> I mean, I want to see you working on a spreadsheet. Like, we need video of this, working on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. vertical style. Do you use them more in a vertical manner? Like, for instance, right now I'm looking at a Google Sheet, and it's, m- well, it's both, but it, you know, I don't know if it portrait style it would actually work very well but we're not using it for numbers we're using it more for text yeah it depends on what i'm using it for i guess and it depends on how big the spreadsheet is because one hates to have to scroll back and forth if if one doesn't have to i I would not like to lose like left to right view in favor of top to bottom but i don't know i just think i need now a really big monitor yeah yep i think that's the answer that's what i need 
okay, well, my life has changed dramatically <laughs> in the last Glad I could help minutes. you with that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, I keep going to this these pictures that you posted and clicking back and forth from the before and the after. Yeah. And you couldn't even tell that it's the same thing. Yeah. No, it looks like um, I was actually pretty proud with the way it came out. It's interesting. So what are the um, sled blades? They're, they're like <laughs> Made containers. Out of- yeah, they're like um, they were Metal? aluminum tubes that have screw tops uh, because they need to store something in them. I mean, it's fascinating. I, it looks like something that you know you uh, salvaged from a, a futuristic nuclear waste site, right? In yeah. a good way. In yeah. a good way. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's from a movie. Yeah, you could you could be a prop master. That's was, what uh, he would love. It's fun. That's what yeah. he watches, oh. like, YouTube prop-making things. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's a film industry in Seattle, right? Oh, I mean, I Vancouver. Vancouver. Yes. I'm sure that that pays would, really well, right? If that you drove to, to Vancouver every day. You <laughs> 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 uh, should um, do it. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, okay, Christy, I really want you to come over here and do the one that I'm <laughs> highlighting because I hate both of these things oh, okay. so much. So my the two chores that I can handle and that I like, actually enjoy, are laundry and dishes. And I think it's similar to the spreadsheets is that there is a beginning and an end, right? Mm-hmm. There's a pile of dirty laundry and then when it's done, it's all hung up and put away. It's a quick, as they say in my industry, a quick win because it <laughs> takes up a lot of space and then it cleans up very nicely. And mm-hmm. um, it's easy to do because you just put it in and then you walk away and then you come back later and have to do do some work. But I really like it. I like folding laundry because I can just put all the clean clothes on my bed, make a big mountain and then sort it um, while watching a show. I think anything where you can watch watch a um, show, show or yep, listen to yep. and dishes um, similar. I um, know exactly how the um, dishwasher should be stacked. Um, mm. It's there's a place for everything. Uh, everything you know, everything has a place, and then it's done. I hate anything that has to do with the floors. I hate things that have to be done, um, like laundry. Well, dishes are done. I mean, need to be done when it's full, right? Like okay, there's a, like a set time. So I just really like those things. The the um, bad thing is those are very easy jobs to um, to delegate to a kid, and so mm-hmm. I have delegated some of those sometimes that to Elliot. But can I tell you, the people I live with, my roommates, <laughs> um, don't really Jesus. understand how dishwashers work. <laughs> uh. I will open up the dishwasher, and a plate will just be flat flat in like not up between the slots but why are you looping me in on this (laughs) because (laughs) because i have multiple times come and seen things you've done it's like they'd like okay we'll say mostly elliot opens the door to the dishwasher and then just throws things in there and then closes the door (laughs) i'm like Like (laughs) and then sometimes i'll open it when it's a really bad one and i'll say how do we think this is gonna get clean like (laughs) let's think about how dishwashers work and you've stacked two bowls on top of each other (laughs) and then put them upside down Uh, in the dish (laughs) like how is that gonna work so much why don't you do it 
I do. I go, I go in multiple times. Before I start it, I go in and like, oh, come on. And like, I'm always like, these people are terrible at Tetris. Like, that's oh, the best yes. part about the yes. dishwashers. It's very much about Tetris, like getting it all in, getting as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. If I can leapfrog on that. I feel the same way about bagging my groceries oh. at the grocery store. Yeah. I. It's the worst. The, the thing I <laughs> dislike about going to the fancy grocery store is that they have baggers who do it for you. And I'm like, you're not doing it the right way. <laughs> like, there's a very specific way that it works for me to bag groceries. And I really don't like it when they do the fundraiser, when, the, like, the high school, like, Come support the Mustangs football. Oh. Would you like us to bag your groceries? No charge. And then, of course, you're supposed to feel guilty and donate at the table on the way out. And whenever they ask, I've never heard of this. They don't have this kind really? of situation here. Maybe yeah. this is just a Minnesota thing. Yeah. yeah, the high schools will come into the grocery store. I mean, I assume they have permission to do all of this. And so every open um cashier lane there'll be a couple of fresh faced youngsters standing mm. down at the end of it by the grocery uh, like where the belt comes out and they'll say like can you know can we bag your groceries for you today we're from the you know Moundsview Mustangs football team and I'm like mm, no thanks I'll give you money if you just <laughs> okay. walk away like <laughs> Bagging groceries for me is all about weight distribution. Like, just don't put yes. so much stuff in one bag that you're going to blow it out. I don't care what's going in what bag beyond that. Like, I'm just spreading it out. I do um, oh. I do curbside 95% of the time at HEB. And um, it's, uh, it's well, they don't charge for it. So it's Ooh, wonderful. That I can just, better. like, be-boop up into, you know, choosing what I want. But their bagging there is, like, there'll be one thing in a bag and then 20,000 other things in one bag. I'm like, who did, what, what is happening here? <laughs> What's the story behind this? <laughs> uh, I know. I don't like it at the fancy grocery store. Some of those, you know, lovely kids will like double bag all the groceries. And I'm like, it doesn't need a double bag. <laughs> this one doesn't Don't need a send bag. me home with 48 <laughs> grocery bags. And this is an even worse confession, I guess. I put the grocery store items on the belt in the specific order that I want them yes. to go down. Yes. So, you know, I have the heavy things come first, so I put them on the bottom or whatever. And it really irritates me when the cashier will scan it and feels like they need to hold it up there. Like, I send the eggs down when I want the <laughs> eggs to go down. <laughs> Don't hold the eggs back until you think... You should have right a little, time. like, note that goes along on the little, you know, grocery store. Like, just be like, put it in this order. <laughs> like, I did yep. it for you. <laughs> I like to put the eggs on the bottom. Yeah. Who puts the eggs on the top of the bag? Then when it falls over in the trunk, yes. the eggs tumble out. Yes. If you put them on the bottom of the bag and the bag tips over, then the worst that happens is the carton goes 90 degrees. And it's fine because there's other stuff around it. I don't understand... When nobody else gets this logic. <laughs> it's true. The eggs are not going to be crushed if I send them down the belt first. With like a loaf of bread on top of them. Like that exactly. is not going to crush yeah. the eggs. I, I feel so strongly about this egg thing. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> we are cool. That's really the synopsis of this show, how cool we are. Um, okay, wait, but Jeremy, this has nothing to do with like taxes or laundry dishes, paperwork. I want to hear about finding free places to sleep outside. Because that sounds yeah. extremely I mean, tedious I hate this. to mm-hmm. me. Like I, that would make me want to cry. It is a little tedious. Uh, I, I so I used to have this whole folder of apps on my phone that helped you find like free places to stay. Uh, but recently, I have found one called Campendium that is perfect. So maybe we can get a sponsorship or something. But it's incredibly helpful. So when I go out on road trips. I rarely actually have a plan ahead of time where I'm going to go. Like usually by the time I get in the car, I'm like north or south or I'll pick like I'm trying to get to Arizona or Utah or whatever. And I'll just start driving that direction. And I never know how long I'm going to be driving because I base it totally off of like once it gets to a point where I'm so sleepy that it's not safe to drive anymore. That's usually when I start looking for a campsite um, around me. And so I'll pull out the app and uh Look in the area that I'm in and find all the free places to say. Then you have to open up each individual one and read through all the reviews. So more often than not, it's like called dispersed camping and it's on BLM land. So you can basically get on there and just sleep wherever you want. Uh, Some of them are pretty sketch. Some of them are like beautiful and amazing. Uh, And I love it. I love the like I love going out on a trip for five days and only going inside gas stations and not spending a penny on lodging. There's just something very, very satisfying to me about that. And it also feels like you're discovering this little like hidden gem that nobody else knows about. Uh, and lo- there's obviously a fair amount of people that do, but not a lot of people that I know that are, um, you know, out there in, in the wilderness. Um, and usually, actually always, I sleep outside unless it's um, freezing, freezing cold. And I, like I, w- we went out somewhere last time I went out, I think it was I think it was 20 degrees. <laughs> uh, and I actually did sleep outside because my lovely child didn't want to share the back of our RAV4 <laughs> with their dad. And so He's tall. <laughs> so I used, uh, you know, multiple had multiple sleeping bags and and lots of stuff. The name of the game when you're sleeping out in cold weather is have really good insulation underneath you. If you can do that, you'll be able to stay. You'll be able to stay warm. Christy, um, meanwhile, is like, give me the money, bye. <laughs> but I think I, I love it because I feel like I'm cheating the system. You know, like uh, uh, I don't know. I love it. I, I want to work within the system. Thank you I, I need a bed. I need a bathroom. I once, I think I told the story about I rode once with them from Palm Springs to Las Vegas. And um, I just thought, oh, you know, it's a two and a half hour drive. This is going to be great. No, no, no. Jeremy's like, oh, no, we don't go that way. And they went, to, he went down, he refuses to use roads where there's cell service, where there's oh gas stations, God. or there's bathrooms. Um, and they just, they're like, oh, we have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, have we seen, have we seen a rest stop lately? Yeah. No, nope. This is how we do it. And they have a whole setup. And luckily I was wearing a dress and you just, it just kind of (laughs) like squatted down and like, (laughs) like, and then there's, there's like little literal coyotes like out. (laughs) (laughs) Where we, do you remember that one where there's like coyotes like 
yeah. just running around like no <laughs> i like jeremy's it's like magical. wistfully thinking about the coyotes he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh they've come home multiple times like remember when there was like three deers licking our faces while we were sleeping i'm like yeah sounds fun no no <laughs> oh i'm going to the spa yeah <laughs> but i think it's very cool i just i will never but i think it's cool yeah, I don't consider myself to be a particularly like fussy or a princessy person at all. Yeah. But I do require a place mm-hmm. to pee that has indoor plumbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think shower, and I think to get clean yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and road wipes don't yeah. don't. They do have it their for whole me. setup, but usually <laughs> when he gets to wherever I am, he's like. Don't go near the car. Um, like the one, the car that he bought in Kansas City and was what, $500 and oh. it got, and then sold it in Detroit. Um, he was like, I don't even want you near this. Like, I, well, I, I think I had to I help had driven you it like through the start Midwest it in August yeah. and the heat was stuck on. Right. Oh, yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> but hey, I mean, have you ever slept at an abandoned movie theater or on a dry lake bed in the middle of Nevada? No, I mean, and it seems dangerous. I love hearing frankly. this when you get home and you're safe. I love hearing the stories and seeing the photos, but the whole time while you're gone, <laughs> I'm anxious and hate it. Yeah. yeah and that makes sense. I love the idea of it, like the romance of the open road and leaving i mean without a plan i I, obviously i I could never do that but i love the idea of the freedom of it yeah Yeah. it's just the reality is not something that would work for me yeah i i think what's that movie at the very beginning where it's all those dudes in cal in in los angeles and they're like we're going to vegas yeah. Swingers. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it's like jump cut to like two hours later and they're all <laughs> passing out in the car. Like nine yeah. times out of 10 when I've taken other people on trips, they're like, yeah, we should all go. People tell me that all the time. Let's go on a trip. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can come. But usually, you know, 12 hours into a uh, 20 hour driving leg, they're, uh, they're looking to opt out. Yeah, they're like, wait a second. Wait <laughs> a second. Where's the nearest airport? <laughs> That's what I have gone on a couple with him, but I only go one way and then I fly home. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, I think I've said I'm too cute to make this trip twice. Like, you know, <laughs> I wanted to protect my beauty. Yes. No, I, I, yeah, after a while, I definitely, um, I, I can't, I can't do it. And especially like the longest drive I've ever really done is driving from Los Angeles to Austin and I was like oh cool the desert this is neat and by like the end of New Mexico or whatever I was like oh my I need something other than desert right now I need green I need green like this is so fucking boring but you know glad I did it I know and I love that you love it I feel like I do (laughs) I've done Minneapolis to Cleveland a few times without stopping and that's 13 hours so I'm like yeah, kind of hang, sort of. Yeah, and actually, I did it overnight once. We left at like eight thirty p.m. Oy. and going through Chicago in the middle of the night is just choice because you fly <laughs> through there. You don't have to take the bypass around the city or anything. Yeah, you're just yeah. go straight through downtown Chicago. That's and what I'm no saying. On the road, you're cheating the system. Everybody else <laughs> is sleeping, true. but you know what mm-hmm. you're doing? You're getting somewhere, and you can get there a lot quicker because everybody else is being lazy. Although we, we, I think we went through, you go through Gary, Indiana around 4 a.m. on that plan, and that I don't like. 
that's kind of scary. The home of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Is well, it really? There's not a lot yeah. else yeah. to recommend, Gary. Frankly, <laughs> the, sorry, Gary. Movie. <laughs> the yeah. the thing that um, I also don't like about his road trips is that he doesn't like he enjoys the scenery and the people by going to gas stations where I'm like, you've now gone to Santa Fe, New Mexico three times and never had food there. Like the, they're like known for these, like the hatch chilies. And I'm like, why haven't you got that? And like, so well, no. and like, I've no. had food there. It's just usually from gas like, stations. It's roller. Well, food. No. Cause if, if we get into a, a city that's big enough and has a real grocery store, it's r- always a good plan to go get some like fruit or vegetables or actual food because you can only be sustained on roller dogs and whatever else they they sell at a uh, gas station. You know, I think that's... you're making Christy's point. Yeah, <laughs> like he's never gone to like a a sit down, like even taking out takeout food. I'm like. Every time he goes to a city, I'm like, let's look at all the, let's look at Yelp. Look at all these great places you can go. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Roadside. We're just going to, we're just going to go to the Safeway and um, <laughs> get some hummus Anything or something. Anything you can get roadside. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No. I love a menu. Yep. Give me a Same. menu. Me too. I'm like, <laughs> look at all the stuff you can get. No. No. Here. But Jeremy's probably had more seen more parts of the united states than any of us oh for right? sure he's like, been to more weird interesting parts every state except alaska and hawaii now hawaii. right jeremy yeah, yeah. And that's someone else you need to do the drive him. to uh hawaii to, uh, no well to, to alaska <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to so bad i With actually the weird applied fairy? for a job up in alaska and and told them that i want to drive up there how long is that drive i have no idea i have no idea but i do know that there's some stretches where like you have to bring gas cans with you like oh gosh like once you get past oh, you know the 50 miles past the canadian border it is just like dead Nothing. wilderness yeah until isn't there Alaska. some isn't there some like stat that's like 90 percent of canadians live within 100 yep. miles of the yeah border? something like yeah. that yeah well yeah. And it's, there's it's there's like a really weird, cool fairy that he also that people really like going on. It seems like something people did in their like twenties because oh, isn't you it sleep a tw- out on the do- third- on the deck of the boat. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not like a cruise ship. It's more like a ferry <laughs> boat, and people bring tents, and then they just like you know you have a bunch of like drunk twenty year olds oh. that are going on there. You know, well, I'm going to can Alaska. I, can I solicit your? Uh, your listeners real quick. Yes. I don't know if that's the right term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Okay. So one of the things I've spent a ton of time in the Southwest, usually the farthest East I get is like the Dakotas, which by the way, Mount Rushmore, very unimpressive, much smaller than you think it's going to be mm-hmm. and stay the hell away from Sturgis. Like, August through yeah. September. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, it yeah. Was, I made that mistake twice. You, twice, somehow. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why are there so many motorcycles on? Oh. Oh, shit. Uh, but, uh, but no. So I really want to get out to the East Coast and like do a big trip out there. So ideally, because it's such a haul to get out there, I would love to find a car somewhere in the Midwest or East Coast. So if anybody has a lead on, you know, 500-ish dollar car, Really, as long as it runs and drives, it doesn't really matter how shitty it is. Uh, please hit me up because I would love to fly out and buy that car and drive all over out there. Air conditioning, so. not necessary. 
No, yeah. it is necessary. No. <laughs> he got so sick. Like, I think that he lost 20 pounds during that week I did. trip. Yeah, You're like in a sauna. Yeah, he was not well. Like, j- like had lost all his electrolytes or whatever. Like, so it was it was not good. I was just pounding <laughs> so let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I just looked it up. Just FYI, from Linwood to Anchorage, it's... Um, 2246 miles god that's 40, so 42 hours that is so crazy <laughs> because in my stupid like american geography brain i'm like alaska is just like I, I know it's not right there but like i didn't quite mm-hmm. think like from me to you guys it's less than that like from me to from austin to linwood i think it's less than that space and i think of y'all as being kind of close to alaska mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i usually do like four or five thousand miles a trip that's about right man so seattle to juno is only 37 hours 1700 miles all right juno is nice and temperate yeah juno is cool i like juno hmm jeremy yep something to think about definitely not going to do that in the winter i'll say that much (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we do just one? Do we have, do we have any more to hit upon? I don't think so. Um, I just good. put this last. This is not something I do, but I do enjoy going to the dentist. Um, and this is like a brag on my teeth more than anything because I went <laughs> to the dentist on Wednesday and the lady said, wow, you really don't have very much tartar on your teeth. And I was like yes. very proud. And something weird I like and really I don't like pain that much but this lady she was like a new hygienist she was very nice for somebody who doesn't have a lot of tartar on her teeth she really like had she there was it was not with a gentle touch <laughs> she like worked you over <laughs> and I couldn't floss that night because I my mouth was sore I was like ow but weirdly when she's like scraping at my tooth I kind of like the pain of it like it feels good <laughs> to me in a really weird way i'm like you know that kind of like it feels that, satisfying like, yes i'm like oh that kind of hurts but like i kind of i'm enjoying it right now and i put the sunglasses on worry about you a little <laughs> bit <laughs> um so it is something that i i look forward to it be- well after i'm it is more of an afterwards because i get a little bit nervous like is this the time they're gonna say you need you have gum disease or i don't know some bullshit right. like that. you need three root canals i know Luckily, not going to that has one. I wouldn't say I enjoy going to the dentist, but I don't mind going yeah. to the dentist because I am so used to having cavities filled. Well, and thank you, genetics I, and mm-hmm. non-fluoridated water yeah. in Europe. It is so true. It is so like, like with cholesterol or whatever. It is so your genetics more than almost anything. Yep. Because God love my parents, they were really not strict about me brushing my teeth when I was a kid I mean fifth child privilege I guess mm-hmm. but like they were just like, good night and I yeah. guess they trusted that I brushed my teeth but I definitely did not and I only had <laughs> I've only had one cavity when I was in seventh grade just one mm. so that is that is just genetics mm-hmm. now I'm really good now I am a daily flosser and I use my you know timed toothbrush so I'm into it I'll, I'll say that Technology, dental technology has improved a lot since I was 13, 14 years old. When when I remember how unpleasant it was to get cavities filled. And again, you know, nothing that you can't deal with. No, but, but it is. It was, it's, it's so much faster now. Yeah. Yeah. 
I kind of, I remember the dentist when I got my cavity, he said, okay, this one can be porcelain, but the next ones you get, if you get another one, I'm like, are you threatening me? But of <laughs> course, as a 13 year old, I was like, I felt threatened, but he was like, it's going to be gold or silver or whatever. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but I can't do anything about it. I mean, I can brush my teeth, but you know, and floss, I guess. But do you remember those things? I remember in elementary school when they would try to weirdly, um, like, make you like teach you about taking care of your teeth i don't know why we would learn about this in elementary school and they would give you that gum that That changed your color the (laughs) teeth red or whatever (laughs) yes so weird anyway yeah that flashed in my head must have missed that (laughs) maybe you were in europe then and they're like whatever (laughs) all british teeth (laughs) not teaching anybody about dental hygiene (laughs) (sighs) Anything else? I really do want to hear about this, Jeremy. Yes. Setting up. Let's just say, is it just phones or is it all like software type things? Um, I mean, I I do it with my personal computers and I do it with phones too. But yeah, I love to set them up from scratch. So it drives Christy insane. Serial killer. And he also (laughs) gets a phone every year. So like he get this is a yearly thing that happens. Here's here's why. I mean, I hate having to do the passwords and all that stuff. Although one password, it's extremely helpful and secure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I hate having to do that. But what I love about it is I have a shit ton of apps that I have downloaded. Sometimes for a one off thing. Sometimes it's aspirational. Like oh, I want to check this out, and I never open them. And and so I, I love the idea of starting fresh. Like I'm gonna wipe this slate clean. I'm going to get oh, rid of all these things and yeah. I'm going to download stuff as I need it. And I'm that way. Now I'm only... you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. You know, you get to, you get to, it's like cleaning out your room once a year. You get to start fresh. Once you, a year. You get an understanding <laughs> of, uh, you get an understanding of what your priorities are and what's important to you. Like, what am I going to download first? What do I feel is missing? What do I realize the very first day I'm using my phone isn't there when I go to use it? It's kind of mm. fun. Hmm. And also, I'll say the part where you transfer stuff from the old phone to the new phone is utterly nerve wracking for me. Very stressful. Cable, and you're like, is this going to work? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is extremely stressful. Well, I feel like we need to like swap. Like, Christy needs to come here and do my laundry and dishes. Mm -hmm. Anne needs to go there so she can organize um, The the garage and then. Um, Christy, you can come and do my taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy can help us set up our phones. There we go. I like this. And find free places to stay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like the holiday. You know that movie, the um, (laughs) Kate Winslet? Yep. Um, Yep. Yeah. uh, Offensive. Yeah. Offensive. (laughs) That anybody thinks that Jack Black is on Kate Winslet's level. Uh, Yeah, I know. And his... His uh, scribbity boop boop, you know, when he's like singing the like scores to mm-hmm. very famous. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, what a dumb movie. Although um, Jude Law is very good looking in that movie. He has a intense tan for somebody who lives in <laughs> cold England. <laughs> but so he's true. Very handsome. <laughs> oh. All right. Anything else? I think it's your turn, Hillary. I think I'm done. 
No, I, I mean it. with the next. Oh, 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 you're like, <laughs> I think it's your turn. I'm like, no, yeah. nobody's boring. <laughs> I mean, I probably could dig up some more mm-hmm. boring things about me, but yes. Okay. Actually, quote of the week, quote of the week, question of the week. Lord in heaven, it's late. Uh, what do you like to do that other people find tedious? I know we have a bunch of nerds that listen, so tell us, mm-hmm. join us. I don't know why you keep trying to reinforce this nerd narrative. <laughs> cool people stuff. <laughs> well, we nerds are cool these days. Yeah, nerds yeah. are cool. Yeah. That's true. I hate the mainstreaming of nerd yes. culture. Let me tell you. I agree. It's yeah. gross. That's why I, I agree. stopped being a nerd. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm a jock now. I know. I was going to say we're all cool jocks now. <laughs> Counterculture. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay, Tishi recommends. I think Christy is in agreement with me on this, yes. right? Oh, um, Abbott Elementary. I had heard it like on Twitter, I guess, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's really good. It's really good." Um, but it was on ABC, and I was like, "I don't have like yeah. TV cable anymore." But then found out it is streaming on Hulu. Um, it is a show about a, an elementary school in um, Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Yeah, in Philadelphia, it's very like office you know kind of mockumentary style yeah. but it is delightful and I was talking with my sister the other day and she was like I just right now have no interest things are so hard I have no interest in seeing stuff that's like like bad like hard or violent or you know pretty yeah she was mm-hmm. like I just want to watch something that's nice and this show is nice and and I, that's not to say that they don't kind of throw in some you know political barbs here and there because there was one thing about like the like school to prison pipeline that was kind of funny but um and sad but and obviously they're dealing with like a um you know underfunded school but yeah they call themselves the poorest school in (laughs) philadelphia yeah but it's like you know it just it's really really funny the actors are great it is very much a sitcom but like in the best way possible even Bridget loved it I mean she didn't definitely didn't get a lot of the uh jokes but it's which it's just sweet but it's very funny and I, I everybody in it is is great and if you've ever seen the second you know the parent trap like the Nancy Myers reboot. <laughs> this is the second Nancy Myers Here um, it comes. <laughs> um Chessie is one of the actresses in it and the woman that plays Chessie and she's very funny she plays like definitely like an Italian stereotype oh but, my god it's so great I know a guy <laughs> Uh, I really, really enjoy it. And I think there's, I haven't seen the latest episode. Um, I think it comes out on Tuesday, but, um, it's, it's wonderful. I really, really liked it. I actually like LOL for real. Me and too. I don't usually do that. Usually I'll be like a, <laughs> it's funny. And I was actually laughing. Yeah. I was watching it and Jeremy doesn't really enjoy a lot of the shows that I like. And he was in the other room and he's like, what are you watching? That sounds funny. Like he was laughing a couple times at things he heard too. So yeah. That's really good. Recommend. Can we make the agreement, though, that this is the last mockumentary for a while? Let's draw the line on mockumentaries. I mean, not that we watch. I mean that anybody makes. What? Because I'm a little mockumentaried out. I think I think it's a played out form. You want them to go back to the format of literally every other show? Unless they can come up with a new way to do it and some new ground, because we had The Office, we had Parks, Parks and, and Rec, Rec yeah. we had Arrested Development, we have had all these shows that, I mean, I just named three. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them. 
Um, it really works in this, and I wasn't mm-hmm. like, but I do agree that it, like it probably needs to go. There's like in this, there's actually like more so than it has done previously, like a reasoning why they're doing it. But like generally, it's yeah, it's it's a little bit played out. But I find mm-hmm. I still found I it like it on good. this because there's some like insane stuff that happens specifically the principal is like god the wow. principal's so freaking funny and the Ugh. the characters that look at the camera and and just like break that wall like i i really like that yeah <laughs> when she calls him idris he's <laughs> like we're seeing this yeah we need more sh- shows like big bang theory well, oh god, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I want. I was a being sarcastic. Track. To be clear, I know I'm watching a show. <laughs> Terrible with the, show. I'm watching a show that's kind of good with the laugh track. I'm not putting on my recommendations, but I'm like, can we just be done with laugh tracks already? Like it's so distracting. Right. I just don't even want to watch it. I want to innovate. I mean, think about the good place. Think yeah. about it, yeah. you guys. Yeah, that was a non-mockumentary that really pushed yeah. the mm-hmm. form. Of the half hour sitcom forward. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I just think that and now like I haven't seen Abbott Elementary and I actually will check it out from what you guys are saying. So like I'm not opposed to the idea of a mockumentary. I just think that now it's been such a successful thing that people who aren't that talented can use that as a crutch. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it evolves. Um, Who's okay. This? What is cam- cam- oh, Campendium is the... Uh... I, I put Jeremy's yes. Campendium uh, website yes. No, on that's there. good. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's an app and For... a website. Okay, yeah. cool. If people want uh, assistance finding cool free places, definitely not sketchy <laughs> to stay. That will not be me, well, but I... You can, you can also find not free places. I always just filter it down to the free ones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, yes, toggle on that. <laughs> Uh, um all right socks and sandals oh yeah yeah i wanted to throw this one out there at first i thought that this show was about things you like that not many other people do (laughs) and so i have a list (laughs) but uh that's what i get for looking at the spreadsheet like 30 minutes before we're going to record um so one of the things i had put on there is socks and sandals i really enjoy walking especially in the middle of the night I go I out and do a lot of walking. When I put I've... my watch on, like, and it's six o'clock here, and it's like Jeremy just finished a walk. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like he closed his rings, and it's all, it's like not even. What's like... going on, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to dial in like the perfect, the perfect footwear. I tried Crocs. Not so good for like athletic type activities. Even if you put no, the speed like, straps there's... down. Yeah. Like, what? Excuse uh, me, what are they called? The speed straps, like the little things that go around your ankle. <laughs> I usually don't wear those, but if you're going to try and walk any Speed uh, straps. Distance, that's marketing yeah. right there. Yeah. Do not uh, encourage him, Anne. <laughs> shoes. Um, so I've tried a lot of shoes. My feet. I run a little hot. My feet get really sweaty, even when it's super cold outside. Um, the most oh, come on down here. The most comfortable yeah. footwear I own. Uh, are sandals and um, like these, I don't know the right word, these like strappy sandals. They look kind of like Tevas except for the the sole oh. is like ultra thin Stra- because they're barefoot. Strappy sandals, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, Jeremy has gladiator yeah. sandals. Yeah. Little, little kitten like, heel. That's what they're um, kind of like. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, and um, 
anyway, so I've been trying to figure out the right setup with those. I put on a pair of wool socks a while ago. That didn't work because they were slipping down. And so I had this little like flop uh, of the toe of my sock, like going over the front of the sandal. Um, oh, no. So it was like flapping every time I took a step. And it was like hitting the ground. So it was getting all wet, which was not not great. But I dialed in the perfect setup. I put on a pair of ankle socks. Then I put mm-hmm. the wool socks over it and put the sandals on. And it is oh, Jesus, this is the <laughs> insanely comfortable and i realized this is worse than i thought a lot oh, of christy a lot of people what can i do to help they have an issue with socks and sandals but i'm telling you uh comfort and function over looks i guess um it is it is a great setup and i would highly encourage everybody here to at least go try it and if you're worried about what people are thinking of you Try it at three in the morning. Wander around your neighborhood and give it a shot. Um, it's it's incredibly comfortable, and I highly recommend it. I was so prepared to be okay with the socks and sandals, but then when you said two pairs of socks, you lost me. Well, that's just me. That's just me. You know, I'm just sharing. I, I, it's been a, a series of trials for me. Uh, you know, trial and error as I'm trying to figure out the right setup and everybody's different. Um, so I just wanted to share kind of my journey to make sure that other people <laughs> knew that even if it doesn't feel right the first time or it doesn't work out, don't don't give up. Give it a shot and just do some experimentation until you find the right setup for you. Um, because, you know, I think uh, I think it's really comfortable. And I will say, if you look around at the youths, like go out to the mall or wherever they hang out, there are a lot of kids these days wearing socks and uh, Birkenstocks, especially. So it's kind of turning into a look. Yeah. Misty told me that the youths like to wear um, shorts with calf socks, like calf link socks. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. That's not my personal thing, but, you know, teach their own. A a very wise person named Ian Malcolm once said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) (laughs) I like this, um, like, pastor language that you're using, Jeremy, about your journey yeah. to find your, I'm like, your, your journey with socks and sandals. Yeah, How's like, your walk if I start, coming, Jeremy? If I start slipping into a, a southern twang, you know that it's really, yeah. it's really clicked in. Sadly, I'm not even joking. Yeah. You're locked in. I, I was just playing. He can send I you some, some of, of his sermons. Yeah. Oh, please. It's amazing like (laughs) you should listen (laughs) all right jeremy you want to get us out of here tell us how to get involved let's uh let's get involved uh you can find the show online at this show has everything.com if you threw your phone at anything we said you can go to throwyourphone.com and tell Those us sandals about it. and socks. Yeah, That's right. right. <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you want some tips about um, what socks and sandals might be the right place for you, you can go into the Facebook group and uh, tag me or tag anybody on the show, and I'm sure that they'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, you can find the show on Twitter <laughs> at T She Show. Wow, T She Show. But I- I'm going to be honest; they never tweet from that. Um, <laughs> And Bobby I, insists he does. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give well, almost never. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, an advertisement for my Twitter. It's oh. at Dadstronaut. 
I used to tweet a lot more than I did, but then Twitter just kind of turned into this hellscape of like yeah. weird yeah. media people doing media bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I miss talking to real people. So if there's anybody that is a real person, tweet at me, and I have a little list called "real people" that I'll add you to, and uh, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to follow along. So anyway, at TC Show for these How guys, dare or you. at How Dadstronaut dare for you. me. <laughs> <laughs> you can email them at t oh, show at gmail.com. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with that. Um, it's, and, it gets a little it takes a little getting yeah, used to you know, the whole T she yeah. part of it. Talk about tedious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the great ways and really helpful ways to reach out to the show, because it's fun to have voicemails. You're probably listening to us on a phone right now. Pull that phone out of your pocket. This is the end of the show. You probably have stuff to say about what you just heard. Pull out your phone, record yourself talking on that phone, and then email it to tshishow at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can fax us at 617-354-8513. That is but a lot of contact information. It it's is. got a little something for everybody. Yep. You know, um, I don't. There are no other podcasts that let you fax them. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, not except for the Fax Weekly. <laughs> yeah, all they discuss is fax machines. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, that was everything. Indeed, I'm pretty sure that wasn't. <laughs> pretty sure there's more we could say on yes. this topic. Yep. <laughs> woo woo. Tyra's the best in Selma High.